Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to episode one of our Power of Sound podcast. Giles and I started a brand new podcast and we are going to be doing YouTube and audio. And today we have a very special guest. We wanted to kick it off with a bang with my good friend, Brian from Woody Sound Up. What's up? What's up, guys? How are you doing? Howdy. Oh, we're just quarantined, you know, that's why we're separate. <laughs> social distancing ourselves from right. each other uh, let me see if i can touch you uh, <laughs> I, I, can, I can't the brady bunch thing yeah. I'm trying to, you know let's all high five right. real quick we'll high five this is pathetic yeah. and sad oh it's all right <laughs> <laughs> so um how's everything been man how are, you, how are you dealing with uh the whole quarantine woody uh you know it's been good man uh it's giving me a little time to uh actually do some projects around the house and, and, uh, build my subs. I've been sitting on for a while, my, uh, GSG Marty cubes. Um, and, uh, but aside from that, I'm actually uh, still working and, and, uh, so my day to day is pretty, pretty normal. Just, just not going out to, out to eat and out to the gym and, and all that stuff. But, uh, so you do have an essential position somewhere. Uh, someone calls it that, uh, <laughs> I, I, uh <laughs> you're a big deal, man. You're totally yeah. essential. Yeah, that's right. But, well, I guess know, I'm the restaurant. Cool. I'm the restaurant server with 30 days off. So, <laughs> man, <You know? laughs> that's tough, man. It, it's it's really a bummer to hear. You know, there's there's just too many people. Uh, you know, just out of a job and uncertain right now, and and uh, really it's, a bummer. Uh, it was definitely it definitely hit every industry, especially the audio industry. I think that you know, being that nobody has any money right now, <laughs> there's the sales probably plummeted and it's going to be difficult for, you know, them to do new innovation, stuff like that. So uh, I, I'd like to see where things go <clears throat> with that. But uh, I, you mentioned GSG audio. I know Giles was working on a, uh, a project himself from GSG. Uh, GSG seems to be supplying both of you guys with all your, your goodies for building your, your subs. Yeah, we actually got our shipping of Marty Cubes at the same time. They came in together, and yep. they were delivered to uh, to Woody's warehouse. Yep. That, that, that sounds like a business, Woody's warehouse. <laughs> Woody's <laughs> warehouse. Woody's warehouse for all of your speaker needs. Yeah, so yeah, uh, Woody got a pair, I got a pair, and then Jason got a pair as well, right? I think. Yep, yep. Yeah, and uh, it was quite a humongous stack of, of wood. I was very happy. But thankfully, Hercules works with Woody. I don't know who that dude was, but I was all like, oh, I can't move this. And he gave me kind of that look. And then he just walks over. He's like, and just, you know, it's like it's 800 pounds. He's like, I got this. Yeah, It was pretty exciting. I felt a little less manly after that. I mean, after hearing your system, Giles, uh, and I know you do business with GSG Audio quite a bit. Well, both of you do. But uh, it, it's a quality product. You know, it's solid as a rock. I mean, uh, I was very impressed with not only sound quality, but build quality. I know build quality obviously you know, goes to you guys for building it and, and putting it together and painting it and making it aesthetically pleasing. But uh, I mean, it's a, it's a solid product, wouldn't you say? Like GSG it makes a really, really quality product because really there's not many companies that cater to this kind of thing, right? Correct. So GSG is – it, it, you really get out of it what you put into it. So from GSD, what you get is a kit that has been designed to be able to be assembled fairly easily. But it's really up to the person to put it together and make sure it's sealed, then finish it in a way that's pleasing. And you choose your own driver and you cable it and you do your all your amplification. So um, I call it 
like DIY light, meaning that you don't have to take a table saw and design things and cut it all out. You have something that you know is going to be totally functional and work right if you put it together and put that TLC into it. Um, and, uh, you know, Woody, you're running what, a, a mini Marty right now? Yeah, right now, just a single mini. Right on. And so, and then you're going to move that out and then migrate over to the two cubes? Yeah, yep. And I've always had a second mini. I just didn't really have the space for it. Um, sure. But with the uh, cubes, I can actually tuck those under my TV a little bit and then cool. spread the towers out to the outside. Um, so I can actually fit a pair of the cubes, but I couldn't fit a pair of the uh, of the minis. Um, so I'm so I'm really excited to uh, to do that. And just you know, kind of helps me visually. Uh, I kind of don't like seeing just one the you know single on tucked side. in the side. Yeah, yeah. You would probably hate my theater setup right now because <laughs> when, you're, when you're looking at the screen, you know, you've got your two towers in the center, and then off on the side, you've got a, a full Marty that just kind of sits by itself. Yeah. Um, I've got a staircase that comes down on this side at the landing. It's sitting kind of in the landing area. Now, functionally, it works really well, but, you know, it looks, I guess, a little non-symmetrical. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. I mean, the the Marty Cubes and the Mini Martys and Full Martys are kind of the bread and butter for GSG. And now they have the Devastator, which is absolutely a different kind of beast. And I think this is really kind of a product that differentiates GSG to some extent because people are very – very accustomed and they understand the whole idea of a slot ported uh subwoofer right you can buy yeah, yeah. that kind of box from just about anybody mm -hmm. um and you know the idea with gsg stuff is you can get that that level of performance at a lower cost and then have it customized the way you want it um, but you could go out and buy a box from jtr or seaton or whoever right there's tons of different places that will sell really really high performing boxes but the devastator is a little bit different um now klipsch makes a humongous horned subwoofer and you might know what the the model of that thing is but it's it's like big yeah, <laughs> yeah. Big. but other than those guys and other than pro market stuff meaning like mm -hmm. like dedicated pa gear i don't know of another uh quasi uh ported slash horn subwoofer that anybody can just buy for a home theater so what do you know much about that one from klipsch uh you know i don't know a whole whole lot about it i i do know a few guys that that actually do run that um but uh but yeah actually i mean i guess since it's something i've just never really been interested in myself because of the size of it um i've never really done a whole lot of research on it um i mean i'm willing to bet the uh, devastator you know hits a lot harder goes a lot lower than that does I think they tune theirs more for the musicality. And so it's probably not tuned to go down as low. Sure. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I, I really don't know too much. I, I think the sub, I think it's like 1803 or something like that. That sounds right. Uh, yeah. 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 The word on the street is that GSG is going to release a slightly higher tuned version of the Devastator that's meant specifically for music. And I don't know if that's like a play for the PA market or just maybe hardcore two channel folks that want, you know, <laughs> more bass than they could ever hope for. I'm not sure, but that will be available at some point in the, in the future. And I think the only change to the box is actually on the inside. Uh, there's a board that makes up the back of the port and, you know, the port length affects the tuning and they just cut out part of that board to tune it from, I don't know, like the 28 Hertz or 32 or something like that. I'm not sure exactly what it'll be. Yeah. But I have a question 
for you, Brian, that I think a lot of people that follow you might want to know the answer to as well. And that question is, why so much clips? What's up with that? Why clips, man? Uh, What's up with that? You know, I've just I've always been kind of a kind of a clips fanboy uh, from the get go. You know, probably one of my first you know personal clips products I had, which I feel like a lot of people have probably had, were the Clips Pro Media uh, 2.1 THX computer speakers. Mm-hmm. And those at the time, you know, that was really all I was all I really had for for good sound. I just never heard sound that good out of my computer. So I'd been going to a local uh, audio shop down in Colorado Springs and they were Klipsch dealers and they had a bunch of different speaker setups, uh, Mirage, PSB, Klipsch in their main room. And after demoing everything and me being a home theater first guy, mm-hmm. just compared to everything else they had in the store, Klipsch really, really did it for me for the home theater performance. And they just had more bang for your buck, it seemed like as far as the surround sound systems went, I mean, it was just kind of everything I was looking for. So I started with a smaller Klipsch surround sound system and uh, eventually moved up to the Klipsch uh, THX Ultra 2s, which a lot of people at the time kind of saw as the ultimate in cinema sound at home, being that that was kind of a pro cinema setup, you know, made for the consumer. Is that, um, those are the ones that are square that have like a driver and a driver and then the horn off to the side. Yes. Yep. Got it. Yep. So that's a, that's a really unique product for Klipsch. They never, they never really made anything else like that. And, you know, there's a lot of people that hear those and they hear them, they put on music with them and they just don't really like the way they sound for music, but for theater performance, they were just, they sound so huge compared to the little size boxes. I mean, they're not too small, but, but the little boxes they were or are. They, they just have a huge sound and you're just getting like crazy amount of detail out of them. And, and, uh, and they're, you know, just a perfectly cohesive surround sound experience because all the drivers are the same size, you know, everything's lined up perfectly, um, which can be a, you know, an issue in some setups where you got, you know, drivers sitting up here for your towers and then sure. drivers sitting down here for your center. Um, so there was no real change of sound going across your front sound wall, or your surrounds and, uh, there's just really cool, but, uh, getting back to it, you know, that was just kind of my thing with, with clips from the get go is, uh, I just felt the value is really good for, for what you were getting. And like I said, for me, for home theater, it was really, you know, the sound and performance I was looking for. To go back to your THX pro media, that's actually what I'm using right here on this yeah. computer setup. And I've been using it since probably the last 10 years of my life. I, yeah. I, and, and, it's been unanimous online as well because I, I remember doing a post about computer speakers and everybody, I mean, aside from maybe a couple Logitech options that people suggested, the majority of people love the pro media system. It's like one of those systems that hasn't changed much and is, is amazing sound quality for a computer you know, setup for yeah. gaming, for movie watching, for music I mean, the base is nice. I mean, it's only what an eight, like an eight inch, dri- six or eight inch driver yeah, or something. Like yeah, that. it's super small, but man, it packs a punch, you know. And for two hundred bucks or one hundred fifty bucks, super good deal. But yeah, I definitely get behind that system. I think it's one of the best computer setups I've ever had. Yeah, you know? and, and I mean, honestly, uh, years ago when the wife and I were living in a condo, and I just couldn't couldn't have big sound. You know, I was just too afraid of you know, making the upstairs and the downstairs neighbors mad. I actually just pulled that, that little setup out and I plugged it straight into my TV 
and uh, just use that as my sound system. Just a little two two channels in the subwoofer. That's and, cool. Uh, now that they have sound bars, sound bars are way more oh, relevant. Yeah. I, I think everybody's kind of like migrating to that. Yeah, you're totally right. I mean, I think they would probably sound really awesome for you know a small setup for a, a condo or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Now, I used you, to recommend them to people in dorm rooms all the time. You mm-hmm. went, you went from from the THX setup to a set of what is it, RP eight thousand towers. I'm not very familiar with all of the the Klipsch models. Uh, no, I have the uh, RF seven Mark threes. RF seven Mark threes. Now, is um, that the dual eights with the the uh, tweeter? Dual ten uh, inch. Dual ten. Uh, yeah, and then <laughs> size the, uh, matters, man. Yeah, yeah, and then the uh, RF seven has a one point or one or an inch and three quarter compression driver for the in the horn right on now i i've seen photos of yours on on your instagram and if you guys haven't seen his instagram yet it's right on the screen under his name absolutely check that out and uh, follow him and give him a ton of likes because a lot of stuff is likable there uh but your towers they're not they're not just the normal tower though right because i look at them and they they look like special i don't know they when i look at them they kind of stand out and i I don't, is that like a special order kind of thing or, or, yeah. or is it just not knowing what they all look like? You know, the interesting thing is I actually bought those as B stock. So Klipsch sells stuff through their dealers as B stock. So from the factory, they, they mark it as B stock, meaning it doesn't pass their, you know, visual quality control in, in <laughs> some aspect. And typically when you buy them as B stock, uh, usually what you're getting is a really crazy wood grain um okay or or something a little a little off that kind of makes them unique but there's never anything you know wrong with the speaker there's never anything that's going to affect the performance of them yeah when when i saw yours i was like i I can't imagine how much you had to pay to get that special wood grain because they they look really cool i mean it's definitely definitely interesting yeah yeah it's cool i mean kind of the bummer is one of them looks really cool like that and then the other one looks more like a standard one would look out of the okay. box, which I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but you have one with this really crazy wood grain to it. And then the other one's just kind of a standard, just wood grain. I would assume then that from a Sonic point of view, you prefer those over the THX at this point? You know, it's kind of a, kind of a toss up. The RF sevens definitely have, you know, they have a lot more of that low end umph to them. Um, sure. so, you're, so you're getting a little more powerful sound out of them. And the THX kind of went out in a little bit of the detail area, so you're getting a lot of a lot of really fine details out of that horn setup that the uh, THX has had. But it was just kind of a trade off, and uh, and so I just decided to keep the uh, keep the RF sevens, and and I actually sold the THXs to a to a guy that drove out from Kansas to pick them up, and he was a, he was a really cool, cool dude. That's wow. cool. The fandom around Clips is, I don't I don't know if I could say it's unique, but it's uncommon i mean the clips fans are really 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 big clips fans especially when you get into folks that are heritage fans and that's like next level kind of stuff and you know i've listened to all the heritage speakers and it's it's really good stuff and especially the uh i the what was it the cornwall fours no what no the heresy four the little one Mm -hmm. i think didn't they release that at rocky mountain audio fest or that was I was kind of I was very impressed by that that little speaker. It's like the little speaker that can. It was yeah. it was really cool. Um, but uh, yeah, the they're rabid fans, and I don't know. I I have dipped my toe into the Klipsch world a bit, and uh, I picked up uh, also B stock, and maybe even from the same guy from 
Paducah, Paducah, Paducah Home yep. Theater. Yeah, I got the a pair of RP six hundreds M's, yeah. and those are for the money. I think pretty darn good little speakers, especially if you get them in B stock, because you know it's what like thirty percent off or something. Yeah, um, yeah pretty, pretty nice and... deal. I have a question for Woody. The horn loaded tweeter with clips is very popular amongst mm. you, you know the fans. Um, I'm a ribbon tweeter guy. Love uh. ribbon tweeters. I just love the way they sound. What do you feel the biggest difference between silk dome ribbon and horn would be for you? Like, what? Why do you like Klipsch's horn loaded as opposed to other stuff for music and for home theater alike? You know, it's never been anything where I've just felt like Klipsch was, you know, in a different league of sounding better or sounding different. I mean, I've I've heard, you know, every time every kind of tweeter out there and have been absolutely blown away or you know happy with the sound and you know some some people it's per personal preference some people just completely hate them and you know i i really don't know what it what it is that uh that really draws me to it maybe it's the uh you know just the idea of that you know pro cinemas a lot of the times use horn loaded stuff then going back to me being a movie guy and a gamer guy that i just really like that sound you know but a lot of people a lot of people are stuck with the idea that horns have to have that you know, cupped, shouty sound. And I just, I don't find that with a lot of the new clip stuff. I, I think they've done a lot of stuff over the last, you know, decade or so uh, to kind of change that, that sound signature that people are just kind of stuck on, you know, maybe stuff from the past having, you know, stuff with plastic horns and, and uh, you know, different stuff like that. I totally like the horns. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was yeah. my, my obviously my preference is ribbon, but I think the horns kind of spread the music out a, a lot, and I, it just it really has a nice sound. I've heard Giles's 600 M's, and I was quite impressed. I, I know we did a, a video in the past where we compared, yep. you know, Bowers uh, and two pairs of Klipsch. I mean, it was kind of matched up. I, I know I brought little Klipsches. I think what, what was it the RP something or other? It, it you had like the 51s, right? Something like that, yeah. R fifty one or something. I was actually, I mean, hooked up to your system and pushing that much power, they actually sounded really good. I was very impressed with how those sounded, and uh, but the six hundred M's were just some uh, like a different league, you know. And then the obviously the Bowers were were decent, you know, had punchier bass, but I, I think that overall sound quality, I think the six hundred M's were. If someone's looking for like a nice setup, a you know two channel setup. I think that would be a phenomenal option. Yeah. Phenomenal option. Do you have a pair of those 600 amps too, Woody? I do. Yep. I'm cool. using those as my uh, surround speakers. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. yeah. I use those as mains in my television room. So yeah. Sweet. Yeah. I just got to find a uh, piano black matched center channel. And I think didn't clips used to make one a couple of years ago that would match pretty well. Uh, with the driver compliment, I think they did. I don't think they do now, though. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, yeah they. As far as I know, they recently discontinued the piano black stuff. Uh, there just wasn't enough market for it. And I know at one point they announced pretty much everything in their RP line was going to be available in piano black, but I don't know if it was ever completely revealed or completely released. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. So that I guess the search will continue for a used one if I can find one. But, yeah. you know, it's going to be inside of a cabinet anyway. So I suppose I could go with almost any finish and it would it would be all right. Yeah. Cool. Right on. Well, hey, Woody, thank you so much for being on the show, man. I know this is our first show, so we're kind of testing the waters out. But uh, I, I think Giles and I are going to be doing this quite often. 
and cool. uh, we'd love to have you back again and talk about more stuff in the, in the audio world. Yeah, man. It's a, it's a blast. I'd love to come hang out with you guys and chat it up. Thanks for listening to the Power of Sound podcast and stay tuned for the next episode coming at you every Thursday.